Today, I've got a proper Croydon geezer in with me. Please welcome Freddie Woodman. Signing for Palace as a Palace fan was like class. So then I, I got the chance to go in with Spironi and I was just like, day release, this is unreal. And then I'd go back to squad, be like, yeah, you know, obviously training with Spironi and that yesterday, like, giving it big and you know what I mean? You know, went to training, come home, slept, went to training and I just trained my socks off. You go to Aberdeen and it's like, you got to win every, every game. And then I got a call from Steve Cooper and he was like, look, I want to sign you for Swansea. So you're going in and you're thinking, right, do I go back at him and say like, you're wrong or, and, I, and then he went, I'm not going to drop you, you know. You're going to play every single game. So you better start playing well. And I was like, oh, class, like, cheers. Why can't you be as good as Alisson? And I was like, yeah, I've, 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 all right. And the gaffer's like, like, Ben, he's like, yeah, sorry, Shag. And he's, he's, he's like, cool, the gaffer, Shag. And I'm like, nah, he's not, is he? It was an amazing time to be involved with an England team. It was so good. And then obviously the World Cup winning the, winning the glove and that, it was, it was it's quite special. That's you know? unbelievable as an achievement. What a save from Mark Howard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard, and my mate, producer Ben. Today, I've got a proper Croydon geezer in with me, so I can speak properly. You know what I mean? Do you get me? <laughs> That's how we roll it. Yeah, yeah. Roll you know what I mean, innit? <laughs> uh, please welcome Freddie Woodman. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, all good, all good. All yeah, because say in it again. <laughs> Feel at home now, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get the proper Croydon out. Uh, as I said, uh, Freddie's a top goalkeeper, by the way. He's at Preston currently. Uh, he's gone through the whole England ranks and stuff like that. So it'd be really good to, to get some insight into all of that sort of stuff. And obviously, I live in Preston. I know the club quite well. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, find out how you're doing. And we might get around a golf out of this. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Do you play? Yeah, I do, yeah. Off 12 as well. Yeah, I'm off 11. That'd be oh, a good little... Yeah. We'll have a game of scratch then. Yeah, yeah, nice. We'll nah. get Lonas involved as well. <laughs> is he, is he good? Legend, mate. Hits the ball further than I've ever seen anyone. Really? Yeah. yeah let's, get a, let's get one more. Let's get a four yeah. ball going. That's no, all right. I'll ask Fozzie. <laughs> <laughs> Name drop again. <laughs> right. Uh, as you said, you're a little bit nervous, right? We'll crack straight on with a quick fire. Yeah? What? Straight in, are we? Yeah, yeah we'll just do a quick fire. All right, let's go. Let's break, go. Break the ice, break the okay? Ice. All right. Right. Catch or parry? Catch. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Play short or kick it long? Play short. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I'm a kick it long keeper, mate. Favourite ever goalkeeper? No no dads included. Oh, David Seaman, probably, yeah. Best keeper in the world right now? Oof. Um, oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? I like Edison, but... You're, you play it from the back, mate. That's yeah, a I like Edison. Answer. I do you like Edison. Stick Edison. with Edison. Right, ketchup or mayo? Neither. Oh, nice. Don't like, I don't like all nah. the sauces, nah. Nah, nothing. You got salt and pepper. It's a yeah, bit of seasoning. Salt, yeah, season it properly. Yeah, proper Croydon. <laughs> uh, long sleeve or short sleeve shirts? Uh, I'm a short sleeve with a... Under armour. Yeah, under, under. Base layer. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> World Cup or Champions League? World Cup, yeah. Movie or box set? Movie. And then finally, save a penalty or score a goal, both are to win the game. Do you know what? I'd score a goal. I yes. always dream about it. Another one. I always dream <laughs> Got about the convert. it. Got the convert. You know, like you think in your head, like, I'm going to, like, well, I've gone up for a corner and I've gone, right, I'm going to score. Then I'm going to knee slide and I'm going to take my top off. Like, you start thinking about it. Next thing you know, the geezer's whipped it in, hit the front man, and you're sprinting back. Like, <laughs> mate, I had it once, right, in a, like, a, in, for St. Mirren, we played like this Renfrewshire Cup pre season game. I've gone up for a corner in the last minute, made contact with the header and everything. 
ref gave a foul straight away, mate. I, I was so far on his back, like hands on it. <laughs> and I was like, I've done this, I've done this. My eyes lit up. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, ref blew. I don't even think he crossed the line before he even blew the whistle. <laughs> how, how bad is it when you're the other goalie and the goalie comes up and you're thinking, Jesus, there's about 100 people in the box here. Carnage, it's carnage, isn't it? carnage isn't They it? never actually win the header. It's just to cause carnage yeah, and someone like, loses their mark. Yeah, 100%. You're just a bit like, there's a lot of bodies in here. Yeah, now, unless you? you're Alisson and actually go up and notch one. Yeah, I know, yeah. A joke of a head of that as well, right? Uh, quickly, I want to mention your seven clean sheets at the start of the season. It's an incredible consecutive record for the championship. Yeah, no, it was uh, what a start. It was mad. Yeah, it was. It was obviously a great start going to a new club, and you know, obviously you get your first one, and you're like, thank God, like first game of season clean sheet, and then it just started rolling, and like we kept getting another one, another one, and it be- become a bit of like a running joke in the change room. Like oh, we'll try and we'll get another score. one. <laughs> we'll never yeah. concede. Yeah. We'll never score. We'll never concede. And it was it was it was legend. Do you know what? When we conceded, it was a bit like, all right, thank God that's over because it was sort of, was becoming like a bit of like a a, a joke. Um, but no, it was nice to nice to start that way, especially at a new club. At a new club, yeah, yeah especially it was that. important. But obviously, you've gone on to have a load of clean sheets, right? Not to get one upmanship here, but when I was at Sheffield United, uh, I got eight in a row. And you know when, like you're saying, when you eventually conceded, I conceded a cross, and like that broke the duck. What straight in? And so you know, like as uh, like a cutback on the angle where it's like going to the far post yeah, but yeah. low. I've gone for the front post runner to make the block, and I and it's fucking crept in the back no. post. I was devoted. Lost one nil to Wolves. I, was I lost one nil as well when I done mine. It's horrible. Oh, isn't that's it? the worst. Because you you you. You go into the game, like, after, like, the third or the fourth, I was thinking, I'm, I'm invincible. I ain't conceding it. <laughs> you do feel like you that. You do, they you do, yeah. Oh, this is unreal. Like, I'm not going to concede. You go home, you feel, like, all good because you're not conceded. And then when you finally do, it's like, everyone's like, oh, why is he not getting the clean te- sheet? <laughs> the text message you get, you go, I oh, actually conceded today, did you? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I am crap. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. No, nah, it was good. It was, it was class. Right, uh, your biggest influence in your footballing career must have been your dad. Yeah, no, massive, yeah. It's, it still is now, to be fair. Um like he's like he's he's been he's obviously been my dad he's been my coach he's he's my best mate like he's he's been massive for me yeah he's he's class uh, obviously he's been there the whole step like every step of the way uh, obviously most parents go above and beyond taking you to football and taking you to training every night and along with their day jobs and that obviously your dad's so different in that sense that he would just bring you into training as much as he could as well yeah that must have gave you so much grounding and insight to the career that you're going on and having. Yeah, no, I think I think it's definitely helped. Like, I think I've said numerous times before is that like, you know, it's like uh, when, you're, when you're a footballer is that your dad will sometimes take you to school and sometimes not. But if he took me to school, like we'd drop my sister off and I'd go into training with him. We'd go down, it was Brentford at the time. And even from like, and I'm talking like I was like really young. So I must have only been about four or five, but I can still remember sitting in the kit room with the kit man and just being in the environment and seeing like the boot room and having the, the like the noise, the smell. It's, it's all quite unique. And yeah. I still quite remember that now. But uh, being exposed to like the language and, yeah. uh, and the discipline and yeah. everything that goes on and like the behind closed doors that no one gets yeah. to see from a young age, that must have been like scary. Yeah. But also, you're going. I want to do that. Do you know what? It was never a case of like I want to do this. It was more of it was just it was just like the norm. I just felt like it was the norm. Like I'm going into work with dad, and it was it was. Like, I used to love it. It was class. I like, just sit beside the goal, watch him just you know do his training and stuff. But it was. I never thought I was going to become a footballer. I never like. We always joke like we always say like oh, we thought we missed the boat. Like I went into secondary school, 
And uh, I wasn't I wasn't playing football. I was playing golf. And uh, I, you know, you, like you do when you're going to secondary school, you're just messing about and getting into into no good. And um, it's from your Croydon. Your cro- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then yeah, just randomly, my school teacher was uh, like, "Do you want to have a trial at Crystal Palace?" And it wasn't even my dad. And when I first went to Crystal Palace, uh, I went I went as Freddie Wood. Not as Woodman. No way. Because I didn't want Genius, that, I didn't that. want people to be like, oh, it's like it's, it's Woody's son and that. So um, yeah, it was quite. It was never like I was going to training and 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 thinking oh, I'm going to become a, a footballer. It was more of just like oh, I'm going to work with my old man. Like yeah, that's that's mad. That. But obviously, your dad's had an incredible career himself and his coaching career. He's now currently manager at Bromley. Yeah. Uh, but it was obviously he's quite well known for other podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and gets a lot of stick for the stories he tells and that. He's such a good character and for us all to like listen to there's there's something in it that we all miss out of football uh, and I think that's why your dad's so endearing as well as a guy yeah like his uh, his stories are, are just a, a different <laughs> different gravy to be fair like I've heard them so many times um, but I think that's his character and I think people always say that we're, we're t- like we're two different people you know I think people expect me to be like him whereas like he always says that uh, I'm more professional uh, I've got a better attitude than him and that's think, clear that surely <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I think that's just because you know when I eventually did get into football he then you know give me the advice of like not to do things the way he did it yeah and to to, to go go about doing things differently um so I think once I did start playing football having his guidance from what he'd been through before was 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 huge yeah excellent uh Obviously, you mentioned there a little bit about your earliest memories of playing in goal and that. Would you have just gone out in the garden with your dad? Was it like that the sort of thing that you remember doing or was it from going into football and just having a kick about while the other lads trained? Yeah, it was more like my first real memory is like I can remember sitting um, at the training ground at Brentford with my dad's gloves on and they're being huge and sitting on a ball and just hearing the noise of like volleys, you know, like just doing like the, the, the noise of the ball hitting the gloves. I remember that quite quite a lot and then um, I, I remember like playing football in the street with with all my mates obviously my dad wasn't there like a lot because obviously he was traveling um, obviously playing games and that which is understandable so I'd just be in uh, in the street playing with all the kids and and, yeah. and, and, and having his gloves on so yeah I remember That's that sick, yeah man. so but I, I remember playing Kirby with his gloves <laughs> yeah I know they were too big as well uh, but no it was class like you know I, that that memory of me sitting on the ball watching him do volleys yeah. um, a lot of people from South London do play football like and there's a lot of good footballers but it's probably because they use football as a vessel to not get in trouble yeah I think I think that is massive yeah like even if I you know I look at people I went to school with now and like you see what they're doing and you're like like you know I, I always say to my I was having this conversation with my missus the other day is like I'm so lucky and privileged that you know I had that one moment that like kind of changed my life because I think when I look back now it, you know it could it can go one way or the other. Um, so like I'm so grateful for my, for my teacher, Mr. Bruce. It was uh, that you know said Do you want to go have a trial because I f- like we generally thought I'd miss the uh, footballer boat. Me and my dad. Was you ever tempted to be an outfield player? Yeah, like I used to like mess around outfield, but I was never no good. Like. I couldn't get about, mate. I was like a little pudding in midfield. Like I could not get about. Um, so I used to play. Like, you played the whole Sunday league and played in the cages and stuff. But um, no, I just wasn't good enough outfield. Yeah. But it was obviously at Crystal Palace then that you came through the academy there and that. You support Palace as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, Palace. So that must have been incredible anyway. Oh, it was unreal. From the trial to... What happened after the trial? Obviously, they offered you terms. Yeah, like I had a six-week trial and like, in that time, I, like I was like, I'm actually doing all right. Like you, you, I felt like I was doing well, 
And then they give me the uh, two, they offer me the two year schoolboy at the time, and I was buzzing. You know, you come home with the the the, the back, uh, black bin liner yeah, full yeah. of uh, palace gear, yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, and like Training I've gone kit. home, I'm I'm getting it all out. I'm like, oh my god, like this is unbelievable. Like, I was buzzing, um, and then yeah, just you know, I started playing for Palace, and I, and that's when that's literally um, the moment when I, I like I started taking football like quite serious, and my dad started taking it serious, and. That was the first time we like set the goal, and the goal was to to get a scholarship. Yeah. And uh, within the next two years, yeah, they offered me a scholarship, and yeah, just started to go from there really. But signing for Palace as a Palace fan was like class, man. It was, it was See, like I, I'm I'm, Tom, I'm a Tottenham fan. I've said it before, but like I grew up around the corner. We always went to Crystal Palace games because yeah. they always were ledge at doing like the in the community stuff. Yeah. So like all the summer programs and like Easter programs. Oh, we all did the training camps always. Even though I was playing for Arsenal, I'd still go and do like yeah. other the training camps yeah. and like pay a fiver and like go to the Palace games. We always went to yeah, the games. No, it was class. I was ball boy loads of times. I think because it obviously my dad started at Palace when he was a kid. And obviously through the family, they're all Palace fans and, and, and that. So, yeah. And at the time, they weren't like Palace like we know them now. They're Palace in the championship. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, were, they weren't like Fighting good. it out, yeah, like they? Fighting yeah, it yeah. out. Like, and, and it was just wicked, like going down the cellar. So I used to go, my granddad was a season ticket for like, I think he, he stopped going when he was like 91. Like he was, he, was, he was going all the time. So I used to go down with him, but... Go and yeah. watch Julio. Yeah, Speroni, yeah. And then I got the chance, you know when you do the old day release? Yeah. So then I, I got the chance to go in with Speroni and I was just like, day release, this is unreal, like best best thing ever. You know, Dougie Freeman's the manager and I was just like, so like buzzing. Class. Yeah, it was, it was sick. Day release was unreal, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I talked about this on a David Seaman episode that like I used to go up and do like the two weeks of like Easter every day oh, yeah. and like, do the intent. And like, I remember once training with him and Bob Wilson and it was like, he did 10 volleys and walked in. I was like, oh my God, that's the level. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I used to love going in with a youth team and the reserves and that was so good. Yeah, it was, I, I'm not like, even, I, like, obviously now I'm at Preston is that we don't have that. We don't have like Kid. any kids coming in like and, and doing that side of things. For me, when I was like, I think I was like, must've been like 14 at the time going in daily and training with the first team and like just being around the first team. It was like such a, like that experience is like priceless, really. Uh, unbelievable. And I feel like kids now are kind of missing out on that. I, yeah. I think they're going daily, but they're going and just, just doing it with their own age group. Yeah, that, I think that's literally what they do. Just go off and do yeah. it at another training ground, their yeah. own training, where they miss that integration, yeah. early doors to get involved with men. 100%. Like, I, I still remember when I was at Palace, like I'd go in and I'd get treated like a, a scholar at the time. So I'd go in, I'd clean uh, Claude Davis's boots. He had the biggest boots ever. <laughs> I'd clean them. Then I'd clean the balls. Then I'd mark out a pitch for 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 the, for the manager's first team training. Carry all the mannequins over yeah, to like, the pitch. Yeah, like you do all yeah, of this stuff. Jobs. And it was like, but at the time, like I was like, this is unreal. Like I'll do, I'll do this any time of the week. Like I'll do this, every, like, yeah, I'm missing yeah. school to do this. This is unbelievable. And then I'd go back to squad, but like, yeah, you know, obviously just training with Sproni and that yesterday, <laughs> like giving it big and you know what I mean? So that was class and I used to love it. What a save from Mark Howard. Right, I'm gonna get on with a quiz now and test your knowledge, right? right this is a, the trick quiz. Uh, it's not easy, it's not meant to be easy. Game of goalie or no goalie. I've got five current internationals and five made-up names or people from around the world. Listeners can head over to YouTube uh, and check our leaderboard. It's one point for each correct answer. Right, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Goalie or no goalie, yeah? <laughs> ready. Number one, Paul Hewson. No goalie. He's not a goalie. Good start. Is Bono from U2? Oh, nice. Yeah. Just right. don't sound like a goalie, does he? Nah, that's one of the first that actually don't sound like a goalie, mate. 
the rest of them, they're all goalies. There's nine goalies now. <laughs> <laughs> right, number two, Joel Gratterol. He's a goalie. Confident, yeah? yeah. He is a goalkeeper. He's he is Venezuela and Panitolikos. I'm saying that's in Greece or Cyprus somewhere. Well, guess. Nice, you. Good start. Right, number three, Konstantinos Panagi. He's got to be a Greece goalie. Isn't he? <laughs> Greek goalie. Yeah. Goalie, Cyprus and Ammonia goalkeeper. Oh. Yes, correct. Number four, Montero Hill. I haven't come across many Hill, you know, like back of the shirt, Hill. But I'm I'm going to say goalie. He's not a goalie. It's no. actually Lil Nas X. Real name. Who's that? Uh, he sang uh, Old Town Road. Oh, is he a rapper? You're going to have to sing it, mate. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going to take my horse to Old oh, right. Town yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to ride that song. That yeah, song. Yeah. I told you I wasn't going to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> right, number five, Eric Favre. Favre, Favre. Eric Favre. No goalie. He's not a goalie, but he's a big big fan of yours and you're a fan of his. He's the inventor of Nespresso. Oi. Just wing that one in there. Yeah, nice. Slipped nice. it in. I am a big fan of him, to be honest. Lovely coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Check out your social for some lovely pictures of you yeah. making coffee, mate. Yeah, it's like, it's like George Clooney, isn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it spits. I actually thought it was like you'd Double knocked tape. it up, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah. It was nice. Right, number six, Cyan Hazmi. Goalie. He is a goalkeeper. Malaysia and Johor DT. Nice. Yeah, mate, mate. It's Why, so yeah. hard trying to pronounce these names, yeah. by the way. You try and read them off my notes. It's horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> right, number seven, Hernan Galendez. Goalie. He is a goalkeeper, yep. He is Ecuador and Akos goalkeeper. Big beard, nice, pointy. Oh, I love that beard. Yeah. Growing mine out at the moment. Just saying, you could have complimented me. <laughs> no, it does look good. I'm really <laughs> patchy. I was growing mine out, but patchy as. Uh, number eight, John Stevens. No goalie. Nah, it's John too Legend, basic, mate. It's yeah, too yeah. basic. Yeah, that too was an easy one. Some of them I've got to make easy. What you want, Nas? Seven out of ten, mate. Flying it. Who's leading? Uh, Emily Ramsey. It's got ten out of ten, so oh. you, you, you can't yeah, quite I'll possibly get that. I'll take second then. Right. Number nine, Damjan Siskovsky. No goalie. He is a goalkeeper. He is North Macedonia and Doxa goalkeeper. It's mad. I've never heard of any of these goalies. Yeah, you're not meant ever. to, mate. Oh, you're not? Yeah, well, they're, they're international thought... goalkeepers in their own right. They played no, in their no, last you... international game. They're like all starters. I used to be a big football manager. Yeah. Uh, I just thought maybe I'd... Yeah, know, pick up a couple. Remember one, like, you know, oh, like you, one the kid or you're something. You're on seven. You've got <laughs> one more to go. Let's see if you can make it eight. Number 10, Netta Herschlag. <laughs> Um, goalie she is not a goalie oh. she is Natalie Portman oh she's lovely to be fair <laughs> <laughs> where's that leave me 7 out of 10 mate joint 4th let's beat me yeah got it I'll take still seven, good to be fair. still yeah, good score bad. mate you should bad. be happy with that right uh, take it. obviously from Crystal Palace you moved to Newcastle yeah uh, there's a bit of a story that behind this obviously your old man was there at the time yeah, yeah. Uh, can you just tell us the backstory of it yeah so um, obviously I was at Palace and, and, and Palace had, had gone into liquidation and it was going through all their financial trouble and I was I was going to I was moving anyway and um, I went and looked at Fulham I went to Chelsea to have a look around and all these different places and 
yeah, my dad was in Newcastle at the time. And I think the, the scout at Newcastle said to him, like, why are you going to let your son go to Fulham, Chelsea, or all these other clubs? Like, if he's, if he's decent, why are we not trying to sign him? So then my dad comes to me, he's like, look, Newcastle want to sign you. I was like, no, no way. I don't want to sign. Like, he's like, yeah, but we can have all the family together. Like, you can all move up. It'll be a good chance. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Like, you know, everyone would just know me as your son. Yep. I, was like, I said to him, like, why can't I just sign for Sunderland or something? And that was like a big mistake at the time. Um, so, yeah, and then and then uh, Newcastle offered me something. They said that I could get schooled at the training ground. And, like, something clicked in me was like, like oh, this is like a, a massive opportunity. I can't, I can't give this up. To have the, at 14, to have the opportunity to train every single day, I just thought I'd, I'd improve so much. And, like, if we, we went up there, um, we had a look around, Peter Beardsley showed us around, and then... I just was like, wow, like this is, I've not, not really been outside of London. And then you go up there and you see the stadium and I was like, wow. The stadium and training grounds. Yeah, and I, I was just like, this is this is insane. Like I have to sign. And yeah, moved up there, signed, started training every single day. Um, and I just I just improved so much. Like I, I literally just, you know, went to training, come home, slept, went to training, and I just trained my socks off as hard as I can. Was you still doing schooling after training each morning? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do schooling in the morning, uh, Monday, Tuesday, before training. I'd have a full day Wednesday with a tutor, and then Thursday, Friday, I'd do it in the morning again. And then my schoolwork improved, because, you know, obviously when I was at school, I was I was just, I was bad. Like, I had all my mates there. You know what it's like <laughs> being a jet. Like, and, and I was at Palace. So I was even like more giving it large, like, oh, I don't need this. Like, I'm playing for Palace. <laughs> I'm like, do you know what I mean? Though. Like being an idiot like I was. So having that one-to-one -one tuition, like it just made me just improve um, that side of things. And then obviously training with, with older lads, I was, I, was, I was just getting better and better. Uh, and obviously, like you're saying, you're getting better and better until you eventually came through the academy system and was starting to to get into the first team environment where you found yourself heading out on loan. Yeah. Obviously the loan spells now I want to talk about, but they've had a huge bearing on your career. Yeah, yeah, massive. Like I think for any goalie, you know, it's like you need to get out. You're not really, I feel like you're protected in the under 23s and the youth team. You, it's, 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 it's what you know, it's easy. And until you go out and you test yourself in, in the league, I don't think you really know where you're at. So obviously, as a young goalie, I was playing for England. I felt like I was doing well. Like I, I felt like at the time, yeah, I was like, oh, wow, "This is easy. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play for Newcastle." You know, yeah. you just don't think anything else. And then obviously, I go out. I do a one month loan at Hartlepool, and I'm like, "Wow, this is this is mental. Like this is this is what it's like." You know, taking you getting the train. It's not an easy place no, to go as well. No, it wasn't. And like Scott Flinders was there as well, and obviously he was a he was Palace goalie. And I was a bit like a bit a bit in bit in awe sort of thing, and. Uh, and I saw like the level, because I, I, I ultimately just thought like, you know, I'll be honest, I went there, I was like, Lee too, like, should rip it up really. You know, and I went there and I was like, bloody hell. Like, this it's, is it's hard for a goalie shock. to rip it up in any league. Yeah, no, of course. But when you're young and naive, yeah, you, you just naive. Don't, don't think anything else. And then um, I'd done a month there and I, I still think that's the best, I didn't play, but it was the best month I'd done because it was like a bit of like a, wow, like this culture wake up. Yeah, a culture shot. And then I signed for Crawley. Uh, and I started playing and I was just like, this is class, like, it's unreal. Did you get the bug straight away? Straight away, I was like, right. And then uh, Robbie Elliott done his cruise shit, Tim Krul done his cruise shit, and I got called back. And I only I only played like 12 or 13 games, but I was loving it. I wish I could have got a full season done. Um, and then, yeah, just I just tried to force myself to go on loan all, every season then after that. Um, I think I think everyone knew how important it was because... Because we we like, when I was growing up, like you'd see like Jack Butler would go out on loan, and you see Jordan Pickford go out on loan, you see all these goalies going out on loan, and you was like, I think this is I think this is the way you got to do it. Um, so th then we sort of just you know 
try to my, me and my dad used to call it Jack Butler plan. We used to call it let's let's do the Jack Butler plan. Yeah. Let's go out and loan, go work work our way through the leagues and that, and 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 we did. To be fair, it's not often that a keeper does it the other way, like a Joe Hart goes from like a Shrewsbury and then goes to Man City yeah. and then all of a sudden that's him. Then I think he only had one loan spell to Blackpool. Yeah. I think it might. It's been. rare, isn't it? It's, it's rare. rare. And but I think if you do it, it's like it's like uh, it's, it's, it's you got to be you got to be good and it's it's tough as well because I think even when I, I, Hart went in, you you're going into like the Premier League. And I found that even when I went into the Premier League from the champ, I was like, bloody hell, like this this standard's unbelievable. Like it's it's another like wake up call. And it's it's I think it would be if you went from like I think Gavin Bazuna's done it this year, he's yeah. gone from like League One to the Prem and it's it's such a big jump. It's it's it's, it's the, the level is is did you notice that even when you went back to training each time after each loan back to Newcastle, you'd be like, yeah. oh my God, I need to be back at it now. Yeah, I need to yeah. change my opinion, how I'm reacting. and Yeah, definitely. I think it's good because like, once I went out on loan, it was not a case of like, I was Freddie Woodman from the youth team. It was like, he's he's played like 50 games in the league or whatever, 25 games in the league. You, 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 you come with that behind you sort of thing and it, it makes a massive difference to know that you've established yourself in league football because that's what everyone talks about. Um, so I think I think that's huge as well because then people have a bit more belief in you. Uh, yeah, and then obviously your loan moves to Scotland at Kilmarnock and Aberdeen. Yeah, it's not always easy. Uh, I, I'm going to say this about I loved my time in Scotland. I learned so much. I think I learned more uh, about winning and losing in Scotland than I have at any other club because of the expectation level of having three thousand fans at one one week and sixty thousand at the other. I think I learned more in that period and the levels of football. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think from going up to Scotland for me, it like leveled up my loans. You know, I went into obviously the SPL and it was like up there, they don't really care about any football down here. So it's, you know, football down here is not documented, but you know, you pick up the paper up there and it's the league that you're playing in. You know, you watch the highlights on and it's your league straight there's, away. There's 12 teams. Yeah, do you know what I mean? talking about every single one of them, every, every player. Exactly. And it was like, it almost like leveled up and... um you know, my first one at Kilmarnock, it was a case of trying to get pushed to get in the top six, and it was it was good. And I love I love playing at Killy. It was just you know we had so many uh, so many young lads there, and then we had the older lads there as well, like Chris Boyd, and they were teaching us, and, and it was just it was just class, like living with the lads in a in a flat, four of us. Um, so that that was good, and then that that geared me up because I went away to the World Cup at the end of that season. I obviously went to the World Cup, and coming off the back of the, the Killy loan, it was it was it was class. It was it was easy, um, and then obviously going up to Aberdeen, <laughs> going up to Aberdeen, it was just uh, it was Fish different. Ball. Yeah, it was just <laughs> I played and I, I felt like I played well, but it just it just wasn't wasn't for me up there. Um, Feels like the end of the earth. Oh, I struggled up there as yeah, well. Yeah, great club. Like, it's unbelievable club, and the fan base is brilliant as well. Yeah. But, if things aren't going right for the team on the pitch, it affects your whole life. Yeah, and it was and the first. You still time. had a good season as well. Yeah, exactly. And it was the first time I went to a club, and it was like we was expected to win, and that's a that's a totally different pressure. Like I was I was at Crawley, was battling out for relegation. I went to Keeley, was battling out for sixth. Like you, if you get a draw, you, you, you're thinking oh, I've done well. You go to Aberdeen, and it's like you got to win every every game, and it was a totally different pressure. And I, it, obviously, I learned so much again from that because it is it is totally different from what I knew. Um, but yeah, it did feel like the end of the earth up there, didn't it? Like, yeah, it was a million like, miles away from anything. But that's the thing, even like the the sacrifices. I had my missus come up there with me at the time and her trying to get home and catching flights. And yeah. Uh, there was honestly a solid month where I walked to training because the snow was that bad. <laughs> yeah. There's only one time I've wanted like not to play football and we played, I think we was playing Motherwell and I looked on my phone and you know it says like, uh, feels like temperature. It was like minus 19. <laughs> 
And I was like, this game cannot be on tonight. It can't, it can't. I was praying it was off and it Just got called it off. off. It got called off because of the fans would have been in danger. I was thinking, what about the players? <laughs> How'd you warm up? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm not good with the cold either. So uh, no. that's the only one time I've wanted the game yeah, to be off. Fair enough. Uh, obviously, this has all led to the, the Swansea two seasons on loan where it really kicked on and highlighted your career and stuff like that and just really put you into the limelight. Yeah, like the Swansea, the Swansea loans were, were, were wicked as well. Um, obviously, I'd been, I was at Newcastle. I'd played in like the FA Cups and stuff. And um, it was like time now to like go, like go out and, and get a, try and get a full season. I, you know, I didn't think I was going to get it in the championship. I was thinking, you know, I, I, if I nick a league one, I'd be happy. And um, on the last pre-season game for Newcastle, we played Hibs. And then I got a call from Steve Cooper and he was like, look, I want to sign you for Swansea. We, we start the season, we got a hole at the weekend. And I was just like, oh, like, Clark, like, this is wicked, like, get in sort of thing. And I didn't think, I thought I'd sign it. I didn't think I'd play at the weekend. Yeah. Gone straight in, trained on the Friday, playing tomorrow against Hull in the championship. And then obviously went on to to do to do what we did that season, got in the playoffs. Um and then it was it was disrupted by by COVID as well. But all through the season, there was like noise coming out of like, you know, we want you to come back, we want you to come back. And for me, I didn't want to go anywhere else. I've never settled so much in a place. But to be fair, you had established yourself and you played literally or nearly every game that season. Yeah. That feeling of being like the number one, so to speak. I know you had people challenge you at yeah. the time. It was a good time for you. But that feeling of going, I'm going to be playing on Saturday, yeah. even if I've got a nick or a, I don't have to lie about an injury to get through the next game. Yeah. That's an unbelievable feeling. And yeah, the faith no, that you is. have from the manager that does yeah. that to you. I never had that before as well. And like, like looking back now, you know, Steve Cook, he was quality for me. Because I went through, like, like every goalie does through a season, you go through a bit of a sticky spell. And he pulled me and I thought, well, oh, here we go, we're getting the old dropped one here. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, don't you? Do, you? Yeah. you think, so, oh, that curly finger's yeah. coming. So you're going in and you're thinking, right, do I go back at him and say, like, you're wrong? Or, and, I, and then he went, I'm not going to drop you, you know. You're going to play every single game. So you better start playing well. And I was like, oh, class, like, cheers. And I walked out of there, played the weekend, and I was back back to my best sort of thing. So he was he was class, like, man managing-wise. He, he, he was he was awesome. So um, You do have, like you're saying, you have spells in, that in your career. Oh, when you someone comes and does that to you, you get that, like, second lease of life. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, I am a good keeper again. I remember but, one time, like, I was at, I was at home, Watch, I was watching Champions League. I can't remember. I think uh, Liverpool were playing. I think it was when Liverpool won, won the Champo League. Alisson, Alisson was like making worldies. And I got a FaceTime, Steve Cooper. What's going on here? Like, I, thought it was like, I thought he like pocket called me. Like, answer it. He's like, why can't you be as good as Alisson? And I was like, yeah. I'll, 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 all right. I'll, I'll give it like, a go. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you just like little things like that would like, you just grew like, and you yeah, just felt yeah. like that is quality like great man management great man management um, was it hard going back after missing out in the playoffs or was it you had something to achieve yeah it was that unfinished like, business yeah, for me yeah. I was like I need to go back because I like, like I said I never settled in a place so well like, yeah. I went there and I was like I'd immersed myself in like the their culture um, it was similar to Newcastle it was like one club you had the South Wales derby which was unbelievable to play in um, so yeah I just loved living there I never like I've always been one to come back to London I was down there, never come back to London. You know, go to the beaches, coffee shops. Ben, I, I love ben it, Hamer have anything to do with it? Yeah, to be fair, sh can I call him Shag? <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. Call it. So Shag's come like halfway through the season and uh, you know when a new goalie comes and you're a bit like, oh, all right, a little bit of competition in that. 
Shag's calm, man. He, he, uh, he's, he's the funniest geezer I think I've met in football. He's off his rocker, isn't he? Oh, he's quality. He's, he's, he's top draw. And he's actually like a good goalie. And, like, he's a he, proper good goalie. Yeah, well. and he comes with so many like stories, experience, like Leicester, all this stuff. And it was like every day we'd go out to training and he'd have a story. And like, it just had me in tears. Like, There's nothing better is it, as a goalkeeping group when you're working with someone and you're just going out track and you and you're enjoying it every 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 moment, it's it's brilliant. When you've got someone like him as well, yeah. that's like bantering you off all the time. You're on your toes, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, of course. And like in the in the most stressed environments, he can make you feel so relaxed. Yeah. There's someone like that can make you feel so relaxed. Like we we like playoff semi final, Barnsley. Like first time fans have been let back in, and you're feeling it. You think I'm nervous here. He'd crack a little joke and you couldn't help but just have a laugh and it just make you feel at ease. And it, it, he was really good to be fair, really good to have, have, have beside me. He seemed like an easy person to get a laugh off as well. So he must have been <laughs> thriving. Ah, oh, he was brilliant. Like, I remember like one time we used, we used to, uh, Steve Cooper used to do meeting before every game and, and Shag used to come in like late, like right on close, the, on, yeah, time, on the just. thing all the time. And I think one time it was like a minute over and he'd come rushing in and he's pulled the door and the guy was like, like Ben, he's like, yeah, sorry, Shag. And he's, he's, he's like, cool, the gaffer, Shag. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, he's not, is he? Like, and lads are like, just sitting there like in tears. Like, he's the only one just that can get care. away with it. Yeah, he's, he was brilliant. Like, he was, he was class. Well, obviously, like I said, you, you end up playing over 80 games for Swansea uh, yeah. over those two seasons. So then go back to Newcastle year after, you must have been full of confidence then going, I'm having a right go here. Yeah, well, it was weird. Like, obviously, I've gone back to Newcastle and... Um, like I went back and I was obviously buzzing. Like I played eighty games for Swans, made playoffs, and um, there was there was noise that like that I was gonna go again. And like I spoke to the manager Steve Bruce at the time. He said like, well, you're not needed. And I was like, oh, it's about perfect. Like I'm real. Uh, so I was gonna sign for Bournemouth. Come down to London, done my medical. Just thinking like Bournemouth, great club, probably gonna you know go push, up, yeah, yeah. push, push to go up. Like got some quality players. So I was all done and dusted, like I had my bags packed, was heading out to Marbella, not needed by Newcastle. And then um, the day I was meant to fly, get Steve Bruce calls me and he's like, uh, we need you to come back. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> like you said, I weren't needed. Like you need to come back. Uh, the Bradford's come back from international needs and operation. You need to come back. You're going you're gonna to be on the bench. I was like, oh. so it was a bit of a standoff for a little bit, end up going back. And um, yeah, so we go back to pre-season. Darlow gets COVID, he gets it really bad. I've been in close contact with him, got an isolate for 14 days. So I'm like, right, okay, isolate for 14 days. After 14 days, come back. Season's upon us now, like, you know, playing West Ham in the next, next, couple, of, next couple of days. Not really had a pre-season because I've been here, there and everywhere. Darlow's got COVID really bad, can't play. You're playing. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, I've got to make my Premier League debut. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, just a series of events like that, and then obviously managed to get in. Play, played, um, played the first five games of the season. Obviously, in in a, in the Premier League, which which, which was unbelievable. And um, yeah, and then I come out of the team, and then headed to uh, went on loan to Bournemouth in January. Was your old man the goalie coach at Newcastle still? No, no, he'd, he'd left. Gone, he'd, he'd gone. Yeah, he's at he's at Bromley by by this stage. Yeah. He was manager of Bromley. Um, so yeah, I, he left me up there when I was, I think I was 17, he left me up there with with one knife and fork and a spoon in, in, in the house. He said, you know, you're on, do. On, on your own now sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just went into the Premier League and then, and, 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 and played to start that season. Yeah, that's it. Obviously, making your debut for a club like Newcastle, you must have been nervous, even though you've had the grounding of playing over 100 games already. Yeah. That game... I'm nervous any game. <laughs> 
Like, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, my nerves are exactly the same for every single game I've ever played. They, they, they don't get any higher, they don't get any lower. Um, so, like, you know, if it was like a, a Carabao Cup game or if it was my Premier League debut, I'd still same, be the same. Yeah. yeah, still get a horrible feeling in your belly, you know, deep breaths and that. Um, it was more of, like, the feeling of, like, you know, walking out and you're like, wow, this is a bit surreal. Like, the noise was insane. Like, I've never heard noise like it in that stadium that day. Um and yeah, it was just more of like being in the moment and thinking like, how have I ended up here sort of thing. Can you take it all in? See, like I'm, I've said on the air before, but I don't ever go out during a warm-up and look at the pitch, you know, like before you get changed. Yeah, I don't even know. So like, I just think, well, I'm going to play here. This is where I'm going to work today. Yeah. The grass is going to be grass. I'm going to wear a stud no matter what. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think I don't need to look at, go and yeah. look at a stadium. I don't need a picture on a pitch. I'm not no. one of those people. I'm just a creature of routine. I like to just go, this is what I do. This is how I get ready. Yeah. This is what I drink. Like, I'm just routine it. Yeah, I'm the same. I think routine gives you comfort, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Especially in, like, high-pressure environments. If you're doing the same thing, it just gives you a little bit of comfort. Um, so, yeah, I ne never really go out and look at the pitch and that. But as I walked out, you know, from the tunnel and you line up, and I was just like, I felt like I played in that stadium loads of times. It just felt like it just grew it got, bigger. got louder i was just like wow this is this is mental like it was um it was quite quite a mad moment really yeah this is matt smith and this is the glove review on the yours mine away podcast right i want to talk gloves now let's uh do a let's glove review glove. on yours right so you're currently wearing the one glove yeah you've only just changed didn't you yeah only just i was i was puma for just shy of 10 years um and Rob Elliott, he used to bang on to me all the time about, yeah, use the one glove, use the one glove. I was like, nah, nah, nah don't need him, Rob, don't need him. And then um, my contract was coming to an end with Puma uh, in the new year. And Rob, Robbie sent me out a pair and he said, give, give these a go. And I used them and I was like, wow, these are, these are class, these are decent. Um, so I was using them in training all the time, but wearing my Pumas yeah. for, the, for, for the matches. And then, um, yeah, when the new year come, I was like, Rob, like, I don't really want anything and that. Just, I want to wear the gloves because they're they're the best. Yeah. They're, the latex is the best. And then, yeah, ended up signing with them and it's, it's been wicked. Miles at, at the one glove looks after me and he he's can't, can't say anything bad what, about him, really. What size are you? I'm a 9.5. A 9.5, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you look for in a glove? It, like a special cut? No, I'm not I'm not that fussed with gloves. I've always sort of just mixed and matched. Like if there's a pair... if Whatever they send you? Yeah, sort of whatever they send me. Um... Miles gave me the option of like, you know, you can change whatever you want. And I was like, I don't know, I don't don't need to change anything. So we ended up just changing the strap. Yeah. I was like, I, I quite like a latex strap. Because um, the other one, you know, that, the elastic ones? Yeah. And you keep, I, I find that if you dive once, it comes off. Comes off. off and and like, you can't tighten it enough. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, just change the strap. Um, so they're exactly the ones you can buy and the strap's different. Yeah. So yours, oh yeah, they're like a hybrid roll, aren't they? Yeah. It's, they look small always. I always think the one glove fingers look small. Yeah, I think they're like a slim. They slim are slim, thing, aren't they? Yeah. Latex um, is lovely on them. Yeah, Wardy's at the weekend. To be Did fair, you, yeah. yeah. The, no, la latex, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Do you have any uh, routines before a match? Then will you wear them in training to break them in, wash them? Not like not like dead cert on on anything. Just whatever I feel. Just depend. On the conditions and everything. Yeah, like, like I've never like people have been like uh, like I've come you come across goalies that like right need one wash need do this need do this. I'm 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 not like that really. I just if I think they feel alright, then I'll right, wear them. Yeah. If I wear them in a warm up, I'm like oh I'm not feeling these. I'll change them. You know, it's just whatever I feel like working at that moment. I'll I'll, I'll do like even when I, I speak to my dad. My dad used to say yeah I'd have a good game. 
and I'd get the gloves and I'd put them back in the bag <laughs> and I'd, I'd open them again to the next Saturday. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're, you're obsessed. He's like, if I had a bad game, throw them in a bin. And I was like, done, yeah. no, come on, man. Honestly, the, the different routines in all goalkeepers has just been mental. Oh, like, it's mad, isn't it? And like the, even like the, the aftercare, you know, like after a game. How, how many games do you get out of them? Um, you're going to say one, aren't you? No, I, I, I wear a new one every game. Yeah. But I just wear them in training. Yeah, you I wear that. old gloves for training. I can't... I, David I, Rea last week said exactly yeah, the same thing. Yeah, I like thing. to like test my hands. I Always in my head, I've, from a young age, I thought, right, wear the worst gloves you can and test your hands. I'm going to start trying this. I've not done this. You've not done it? Nah. Try it. I, you really I always see wear like, hands gloves are. in games for like two or three games and then they yeah. become a training gloves. Oh, really? For like the next two or three... Like t- next two weeks, really. Yeah. So like, it's just a rotation. I've never gone to like a really crap pair. Really? No, what you should do is get a, get a pair that you've, you use at the start but of the season, keep them. And dry then, them like, out. Dry them out and then use them in like January or Feb just to see what they're, where they're at. Yeah. I, I do it randomly just to see what they're like. And That's like, good fun, that as it, well, it, by it the is, way. Like, it's just like, it's training, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. Sort yeah. Of try things, experiment and that. But it's more realistic to a game as well, I suppose, because you don't ever know how they're going to perform on that day because of the conditions, how the yeah. pitch is. Are, are, you, are you one for VAS? <laughs> this is so famous on, it, on this podcast. <laughs> is it? So I've, I've done it before in the rain. I, it's unbelievable. Do you like it? Only one. Oh, I don't like it. Do you not like it? Yeah. So I've, oh, I can't remember. It was last was it last season. You know, in the, in the, in the tunnel, you give it the, oh, how are you doing, mate? You're right. And someone's had a lump of vass on their glove. Done like, you. Oh, and I've, I've gone, like, nah, that's not the one. Picked up the ball. I'm like, oh, in your head all game, in it, like. Vass, like, so now I'm a fist pump, like, but Vass is everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Like, I've picked Deep up... Deep and Vass on your gloves. The worst. The, for me, it's the worst. Yeah. Like, I've, I, I can't stand it. Yeah. Have you got any superstitions about them? Gloves? Yeah. Uh... Some, like, some people say they don't like other people to touch them, not, not allowed to try them on before a game. No, I haven't got any. Yeah. I try and get them to match. I, I quite like a match. I, I love a matching yeah. boot, boot and glove combo. Yeah, yeah, like, I can't, I, I feel a bit... It looks proper. I look ugly, it? you know. I but you've grown, you've done Puma for, that and they've yeah. sent you matching boots and gloves. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was so good. that tees you up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And then like once you wear something that's not the same, I just like who played the someone played the other day and they had like yellow boots, red gloves, and I was like, nah, don't work, on. does it? Like you might be good, but I just, it just doesn't look good on the Do eye. Do you know who it was? It was uh, I was watching a Hibs Dundee United match, and David Marshall did it. He was had he? Adidas gloves on and Nike boots. I was like, that, <laughs> that's a crime. Yeah, that's like wearing a Nike trackie with an Adidas. So oh, like, can't do it. Nike Dash. You can't do oh, that. It's South awful, of the River, you cannot it? do you that. You can't do that. <laughs> like I was honestly looking at it, going, that's nah, nah, don't suit me. That it was nah. awkward. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, you said that you like wearing a short sleeve kit with a base layer underneath and that. Have you got favourite kits that you've had that you like the most or colours that you like wearing? I don't like wearing black or like grey. You don't like blending into the background? Yeah, I hate that. Um, I'm trying to think what I've played my best in sort of thing. First year at Swans, it was a pink. Didn't didn't mind it. Um, I I love a green. I think green is just a classic. A goalie green is proper. Yeah, it it looks the part. Um, You've got a green for Preston, haven't you? Yeah, yeah lovely proper, green yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of colours and that. You know, uh, obviously second season at Swans, I got really like closer to kit man. And uh, they were Joma at the time. Joma have come in and they're talking to the kit man and uh, talking about kits for next year. And I'm like, let me design the, the goalie kit for next year. Let, let me, because uh, I'm gonna, obviously I'm going to come back for the third season. So I was like, all right, yeah, do it. So I've sat down, I've gone, I've gone yellow kit, and I've given the palace red and blue down the side, thinking they're not going to make it, sort of thing. They only made it. No way. And I didn't go back. 
And I, oh, all I wanted to do was wear this yellow kit. With palace stripes. With the red and blue. Honestly, if you pull it up, red and blue down there. Have you snuck that in? And I didn't go back and I didn't wear it. And I was like proper got short sleeve as well because we used to cut the sleeves because yeah. they used to make long sleeves. They'd not send you one? Yeah, Surely I got, got, I got, I got, I got yeah, one, yeah. but like I'd have loved to wore that kit. Yeah. I think Fisher wore it for Swans. It, it would have been my third season. It was unreal. Some Lovely clubs' kit. goalie kits are mental. You seen the Bristol City Brilliant, goalkeeper yeah, yeah. kits? They're mental. Oh, nice wearing that. No, All the patterns in that. Yeah, it's a bit odd, isn't it? It's a bit too far. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. But yeah, that, that was quite cool, making yeah. a kit. I, I, so I didn't think they was going to do they, it. They never consult a goalkeeper from the year before saying, look, this is next year's kit. What do you think? What colours do you want to yeah, wear? Yeah, I always think they should do that. Like they Even like do. with the training kit, I'm a... Something that I got from Shag is I'm a cut wet top with a t-shirt over the Man, top. I do this. Do I get, I I get just, grief off the lads for doing do this. You? I have a sleeveless wet top with my t-shirt over the yeah, top. Yeah, I'm, I'm that. Uh, but I, I say to them all the time, just just make a wet top with short sleeves. Yeah. It will just save the hassle. Yeah, it would be unbelievable. Just ask us. You know, yeah. it's just all we need. Free, like, right, I say three quarter lengths. Shorts just trousers that have been yeah. cut just above yeah, the that's knee me as well. Yeah. Class. Can't beat it. Like stuff like that. You're now at Preston then. And I want to talk through a bit about your Preston career and that. I've got a lot of people that are fans that I live in the area. Yeah, yeah. Uh you've had a really good spell there. Yeah, like obviously what are we five games to go the, the first season for me. Um yeah, loving it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like great club. Uh fans. I knew the I knew the club was great and I knew the fans were great because obviously I played there. And as an away player going out, I was like, Preston, deep that always a tough place to go. Probably going to get bashed up. Yeah. Uh, so I knew it was it's hard. Going it's a there. harder way ground to go yeah, to. Yeah, it is. Like, you always think that, didn't you? And then obviously going there and then, you know, getting to know the lads. Lads are class. Training ground's really good. Um, and yeah, just, again, like, it was similar to Swansea where I've, like, just settled really quickly. And just, once, I think once you settle off the pitch, your on-pitch stuff sort of take care. Like, it's, it just becomes a little Makes bit more easier, easy, you know? And, uh, yeah, really enjoying my first season there. Yeah, you've got two good kit men as well that I've worked with. Yeah, yeah, they told me to call you Chomp. Yeah, Chomp. Yeah, 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 I, I, I never yeah. knew that until, like, the game, after the game. Like, yeah, Hawkey and Huddy. Yeah, uh, good yeah, guys, aren't they? Yeah, class, class. I, th I think kit men are the heartbeat of a football club. 100%. We've got a guy now, Ewan, and honestly, he runs our dressing really? room. Like, we love him. He came on our Christmas do. He's, like, the only staff member you'd ever invite on a Christmas do. Yeah. So, like, he came doubling with us. Like, he is proper. That's the, the first advice I got from my old man. He said, um, whatever you do, like, befriend the, the, the kit man. And uh, this was true, yeah, a day release at Palace. Uh, it was an old fella. I think his name was, like, Brian. And uh, so I tried to get, like, really pally with him. And uh, so I go in one day. I've not got, I forgot my towel. So I said, oh, Brian, like, couldn't, couldn't get a towel, could I? You know, I've, I left my towel at home. He went, yeah, yeah, no worries. Come with me. Walked into the first team change room, went in the dirty kit, picked up a dirty towel, and went, there you go, mate. And I was like... Oh, right, I don't think we're going to get on like, you know, like proper, like scared the life out of me. Gone home, I'm like, don't think the kit man likes me, dad. But after that, like, I've made it a point of like kit man. Always look like, after him. One of my best mates is is Mike Eames at Swansea. Yeah. Like he's kit man. Like I say to him all the time, like, I'd, I'd love to just be your second kit man. It's unbelievable, it's isn't it? It's a good job, isn't it? It's, it's, honestly, because you're still getting the day-to-day -day banter yeah. and that. You're still in about it. Even at the end of your career, you'd still think, yeah, I wouldn't They're involved it, in all the banter as well. Everything. Yeah. And, and like they're privy to so much stuff that the other staff aren't privy yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, it's true, isn't it? Aren't they? Like yeah. they hear every story. That they're goes almost on. like uh, they're like they are the lads. They are, they're one of the lads, yeah, aren't they? they? They're are. one of the lads that can't play football. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You always got one of them. But even yeah, like, Hawkey's not bad though, eh? Yeah. Well, ah. I've heard he's not bad. Nice. No, he tells a story about he's better than it, it could have been him or Chilwell. 
that's what I've heard. He said it's immature. It's absolutely not true. (laughs) Absolutely not true. Right, I want to go on to your England career, right? I'm just going to read out some of the accolades already from your youth England career, right? So you won the 2014 UEFA Under-17 Championship. You saved a penalty in a final of the tournament against Holland. And then in the 2015 season, you played up up an age group for the England Under-19s. And then you was a member of the squad for the 2016 Under-19 Championship and you started in the semi-final against Italy. Your debut for the under-21s came against Kazakhstan, kept yeah. a clean sheet. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, good. Uh, and then you selected in the England under-20 squad for the FIFA World Cup, where you won the Golden Glove Award and the tournament's best goalkeeper, and you saved a penalty in the final against Venezuela for England, and you won 1-0. It's not yeah. bad, that. Yeah, it was my England days were class. That's like, unreal, yeah. mate. Just reading that, does that, even like hearing it again, is that weird for you? Oh, it makes me so happy now. Because at the time, you don't you don't really think about it. You just, you're just, you're just rolling with it. Um, but I look back at like my England period is just like it was just I was in a good team as well like my team was really yeah. good but it just like we just won everything and like it was just I used to think about you know like now you think about international break gonna go away I used to think I can't wait for international break meet up with the lads play three games win them all you know it was just it was <laughs> just a different environment now yeah it was so good and like I, I played from when I was under 15 all the way up to 21s England I think I must have played about 65 70 games all in all for England it was just it was an amazing time to be involved with an England team because it was that sort of era of like they started then to like take things seriously to win things and obviously we won the Euros then win the World Cup it was it was something amazing to be involved in. Yeah, like the, the whole England training camp, especially as you're coming through, obviously like you was, would have been at Newcastle, but heading out on loan here and there. And that, and then you've got people at Arsenal, for instance, that would have been almost in the first team playing that same yeah. age group of you. Was there a big golfing class or was it like once you got together, it was like, right, we're, we're a proper team here? Yeah, it always felt like it was a proper team. Um, I think what helped is that we had such a good team that it didn't really change like squad to squad. You get a few, odd few injuries and people yeah. would come in, but the bulk of the team was pretty much the same. You um, can chuck a few names out there. It'll be quite good for us. Yeah, know. so I'm just trying to think of the uh, <laughs> the, the the World Cup team. We had Tomori was a centre-half, Carl Walker-Peters. Uh, we had Josh Onomos now obviously at Preston with yeah. me. We had uh, Dom Calvin-Lewin, Dom yeah. Solanke, Adimola Lookman. We're some proper, proper, proper players, yeah, proper yeah. players. What about Dom's physique, by the way? I played with him at Sheffield. You came through Come at Sheffield, yeah. The highest man, like jumping. His jump tests are through the roof. Unbelievable. And like, yeah, that was the that was the the, the core of the group sort of thing. And um, yeah, we used, we used to have so much fun on the pitch, but then off the pitch, it was just even better. Like, was it, yeah. yeah, even like we got to my roommate was Dale Fryer from Middlesbrough, and like funniest geezer ever. And uh, we got to under 21, you get to under 21, you get your own room. But we've been sharing from since we was 15. Did we you ask to go room. back together? Yeah, so they goes, you've got single rooms. And we was like, nah, I don't think it'll feel right. We're going to have to share rooms. So through the under 21s, we're the only people that shared rooms. Legend. And like, we go, go go to Kazakhstan. We've got beds like super close together. It just, we wouldn't have felt right in my own room. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, looking back at them, it was just... It was so good, and then obviously the World Cup winning the winning the glove, and that it was it was it's quite special. That's you know? unbelievable as an achievement. Yeah, Where, was, where's the trophy? It's at my mum mum and dad's house. Yeah, because yeah. it's funny because I think two years before the World Under Twenty World Cup was in New Zealand, and if I'm right, I think France won it, and Ariola won the glove, and I was watching it in my room, and my dad came in. I said, "I'm gonna win that." To my dad, like giving it like big licks, <laughs> and he's like mate, shouldn't you try and get in a reserve team first? Because I weren't even in the reserve no, team right. for Newcastle. And I was like, I'm going to win that. 
Uh, and then obviously when I did, like there's a photo of me like pointing at him saying, I've, like, I told, I told you, you I'm going to win this. That's incredible. Yeah, so that's why that one's like so special uh, for me. And like that's why I, I've made it a point of like putting it on his desk yeah. so he can see it every day because I told him that I was going to win that. That's nice, that. <laughs> so it's right. pretty good. Uh, obviously, the dream is to get into the full international setup and that. I want to loosely touch on your godparent. Yeah. I don't know if anyone knows this, but I think it is quite worldly. No, known. it is well known. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Gareth Southgate yeah. is your godparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my, he's my yeah godfather. Yeah. Is that is it weird or is it like? Uh, it's weird now because yeah. obviously he's the England manager. That's what I mean. But at yeah. the time, it was like it just normal. Yeah, yeah it's just another like, one of your dad's mates, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Of course, like it was, it wasn't a, wasn't a problem. It wasn't a problem until I started, you know, getting in the England team, and then he's become an England manager, and I'm like. Oh, like my dad's situation all over again now yeah. he's only gonna be in england because of his his godfather sort of thing but um no nah, he, he he like every time we used to go away he was it was like quite professional uh it's strictly professional and listen like he's, he's he, i think he's a, a brilliant manager from from what i've seen and he's obviously done done well with the england setup and that um he's got to give you a call up soon hasn't he? Oh, you know even a couple of tickets would have been great you know what I mean? like, <laughs> fair enough yeah. to be fair and a couple of tickets for the uh for the world cup would have been nice uh at the moment as well i want to touch on uh you've been linked with a, a couple of moves and that i don't know how much you want to want to talk about it but do you ever let any of that sort of stuff like affect no nah, never do you never. listen to it uh, no nah, no nah, i don't i only got i only got told it the other day um loosely by by uh, the manager he said something about i think it was rangers or something like that i, I didn't have a clue like I, I try not to get involved in it because I f you know what it's like you know there's so many things that have to fall in line yeah, yeah. For, you, for that to actually happen and like i got scarred from the bournemouth one because i was dead sir i'm going to bournemouth so now i just try and Focus on like the here and now. Because yeah. if, if you if if you take care of your business now, then that stuff will all come. Let your goalkeeping do the talking, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and like, do you know what? I'm happy at the minute. Like, I'm happy playing. I'm settled. The first time I'm not on loan somewhere, Mrs. is happy. Like, it just, you know, ha like I said earlier, happy off the pitch. I'm happy on it. So at the minute, I, you know, I'm 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 pretty pretty cool where I am. You're performing well, mate, and you're pushing for the playoffs. So it, obviously, that's the goal for Preston as well. Yeah, of course. Like that, it would be it would be amazing amazing to do so. We didn't think it was going to be this season, but look, we're in with a chance, and that that league's mental. Really, it's, anything can happen, and it's, it's mad, so. doesn't it? Right. Uh, this might sound deep, but what what's a goalkeeper's union mean to you? What is a goalkeeping? Um, so I think one word. That, like togetherness really I think obviously only one of us can go out there and play but I think the best unions that I've been in is almost like three or four of you out there and you know I've, I've definitely felt that this year we've, we've got Dyer Cornell who's, who's there at Preston as well and you know the first person I see when the game's finished is Dyer he's on the pitch he's, 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 he's wishing me the, the, the best and he's saying like well done and even if I had a bad game he's still there first one yeah, and I saying, think don't I worry about it yeah, next game 100% I think that's so important and like it almost feels like there's two of you in the goal which 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 is nice and yeah I think I think the togetherness one is 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 important because I've been in a bad union as well and it just it just sucks the energy and it drains drains the life out of you. You know what I mean? You work that closely together that you have to have a good dynamic. Uh, yeah, and that's what the the thing about us goalkeepers we're so different. We have to work with each other like we're the best mates, but yeah. there's only one person can play. Yeah, as well. I think it is health. It's healthy as well to have that competition because I think if you if 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 you know you're dead cert number one and you ain't got that pressure from behind. M f me speaking, I've I've never actually played 
to, like perform to the best. When someone's up my ass and pushing me hard, like I feel like I perform perform better. Um, and, and yeah, certainly that's happened this year. Yeah, right. Uh, I know we've talked about this off air. I actually want to bring up your social media sort of yeah. stuff. Uh, and I want you to tell your story. But you're, from the looks of it, you're very active on TikTok and yeah. uh, socials and Twitter and so uh, Instagram. Obviously, uh, you've mentioned to me you have got a team that help you do that. Yeah. Is that Have you found that important and also a good release? Yeah, so I found it so important for, for two reasons. Is because I think during, it sort of come about during lockdown, I, I felt like there was a divide from the team and the fans. And I, I, I've always been one for like having a connection with the fans because obviously I'm a supporter myself and I've always liked having that connection. So I felt like there was a disconnect and the only way to, to bridge the gap when there was no fans was through social media. And I felt like I'd done that well with the, with, with the Swansea fans, trying to keep them engaged in, in the games and that. And, that, and that's just carried on now. And, and I've realised how important it is to to sort of engage with with the fans because I, obviously now social media is the place where they come to 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 see us and and to hear our thoughts but i've also found it a great place to inspire the the younger goalies and i think that's the best thing that i've been able to do um like since i started like going heavy on the social media is that i speak to so many young goalies and like hopefully I give them advice and inspire them and you know almost give them that little bit of guidance and you know you never know it could it could make a massive difference well, that that's exactly why I'm using this podcast as an example of that like using my voice and other people's voices to tell their stories and help someone it's well worth doing so it's full credit like that you put yourself out there and do that on social media yeah I think whatever you do you're gonna get you're gonna get criticism whatever you do and like I try and be as as natural as I can. Like if we if we get beat, you know, like I don't really want to post, and like I feel like oh, like it's the last thing I want to do. But I feel like the fans need to hear uh, a little insight, little something, a little you know. Even insight, if I yeah. even if I've had a beast, like yeah. I'll come out and say, look, I've had a beast. Yeah. Like you know, hands I'll, up. Yeah, that's I'll work hard during the week, <laughs> and, and and that's it really. But in in terms of inspiring that that younger goalie, is that I I, I found that there's a lot of like rubbish out there in terms of goalkeeping, like people doing cartwheels and then doing a save and that. And it's like, you know, c come on, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just just keep the ball out. And I think every goalie's had that, like we said, that tough time. And and I think younger kids now, they they can sort of like get scared by that. And even like I had it recently where I've, where I've messaged someone to say like, look, keep going. Like you're going to have many times where you drop the ball in the net. Yep. It, trust me, it happens to me on the on, to, on the biggest stage. Just keep going. Trust me, it will, it, will, it will go well. And that was that was a, a really nice moment. No, that's a great message to finish on that, mate. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. What an episode it's been. Freddie, you've been fucking legend. <laughs> Class, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Thank man. you, mate. Right, this has been the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating if you've enjoyed this pod. See you next week, guys. Thanks a lot. Freddie, unbelievable, mate. Cheers. Cheers. What a save from Mark Howard. <laughs>